Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Instant gratification and entitlement are buzzwords used by a lot of people these days as they describe young generations. How do children become entitled? What happened? And is there a better way to teach responsibility in these modern times? We can't solve it all in just 30 minutes, but we sure can talk about it. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and settle in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around with decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them. Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslin. Hey, Les. <laughs> I'm always looking for some other kind of introduction. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. You know, we really don't have a chance to chat very much when we no. get started. So I haven't seen you. I know you're really busy. Same to you. Very busy. We both are. I got up at 630 this morning and sat at my desk and started going through paperwork. And I literally have been doing that for three hours. Yeah, until I knocked on the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I haven't talked very much. So my my voice is a little raspy. And I uh, we're going to talk about entitlement. Yeah, I hope you can teach me something today. <laughs> well, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> um, my children are incredibly responsible adults today. Yeah. I wasn't so sure that was always going to be the case, to be honest, yeah. but they, um, they're very responsible. And when they were growing up, I was a financial advisor. And so I'd like to think that there was an element of that, yeah. that um, kind of entered into it. You know, we were, I think their dad and I used a kind of a combination of how we were raised with our understanding of financial responsibility professionally. Yeah. That's interesting. I just got my kids. the The financial responsibility part is a is a big one because, I, you know, I think every parent's dream is that their kids end up being a little better off than they are, right? Mm -hmm. And that, um, you know, I I live in a nicer house than I grew up in, mm -hmm. um, but with that comes like the very harsh realization that my kids have a greater chance, I think, of being entitled. And so we're trying to teach them the financial responsibility bit. We just got, have you guys heard of the green light card for kids? Mm, I haven't heard of that. It's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's like an app that connects to a MasterCard that the parents control on, like through, through this app. So I can set up like how much I want the kids to spend anywhere, how much needs to go into their little savings portion of the card or the, um, the like gift or not, what am I trying to say? Uh, like, to, like a debit like to do charitable things like mm. there, there's mm -hmm. like three, benevolence mm -hmm. yeah yeah so if i put like 50 dollars on there i can specify this 50 dollars can only be used for food or something like that hmm. so we'll see because that's been hard for me because my kid i give my kids money and then they steal it from each other <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's interesting because my 
instinct is to say, oh, geez, that's moving us toward this cashless society, right. which is probably true, right? Yeah. They, they'll probably at least, if not them, their children right. will probably grow up in a cashless society. But then the question is, how do we teach financial responsibility when we don't necessarily have cash? And There's nothing tangible. Right. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, how many times as a parent have you heard, well, just go to Mac, just go to the bank, you know? Yeah. Can't you just write a check? Yeah. You know, there's there's not an understanding that there's something behind that. But I, I don't even to... have checks. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't use them. I do have them, but I don't use them very much anymore. No. But I did want to comment on this bigger and better thing. Yeah. Because I think my personal opinion is that that's where entitlement is rooted. Yeah, very, very well could be. Financial responsibility doesn't have anything to do no. with bigger and better. Yeah. It has to do with living within your means. Exactly. No matter what your means are. You know, so I don't really care if my kids do bit, bigger and better. My, or even, you know, they often will say, well, we want a house like the one we grew up in. And I said, well, that's fine. Sure. If you have the money to, right. to live that way, I, fantastic. But not at the expense of being house rich and cash poor. Yeah, yeah. Right? My, And I think that's going to be harder for kids. At least I can already see this happening with my kids um, with social media because my son uh, follows a YouTuber, video gamer. I don't even know his name's Ninja. And Ninja, while a millionaire, my son is not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all Henry wants to do is buy Adidas merchandise now. So here I am trying to teach him, well, you can buy Adidas merchandise if you really want to, but you need to spend your own money. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it's about what they buy. It really isn't about that. It's about teaching them that they can have what they want, but they have to be able to afford it. And then you, right. and then it's about teaching that it's, you know, not just this instant gratification that there's... If you want something in the future, then you need to plan for that expense. Yeah. We used to, the one thing that I think we did really, really well was we told the kids that we would pay for half of mm-hmm. their, of whatever they wanted. It okay. didn't matter if it was a prom dress, a, a trip to Europe, um, a new pair of shoes, a car, it didn't matter. We would pay for half. Yeah. And they had to find a way to pay the other half. Yeah. And if they wanted it, they did it. I mean, and they were really good at that. So we created an envelope system mm-hmm. and or taught them how to use an envelope system. I think um, Dave Ramsey. No. Yeah. Gordon. No, no. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. The Gordon financial. The he's chef. the chef. Okay. Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Too many Ramseys. I know. <laughs> so Dave Ramsey talks about the envelope system. And I don't know that we actually got it from him. Maybe we did subliminally. Um but when the kids came home with babysitting money, they would literally go to their envelopes and they would stick 20 bucks in their, yeah. in their savings. They'd stick 20 bucks in their prom dress fund and then they'd put, you know, $20 in their wallet or their purse. Right. Um, and before prom dresses, it was um, GameCube games or <laughs> yeah. it was Dutch Wonderland tickets. You know, it was just no matter what it was, yeah. if they wanted it, we said, we'll pay half. So... You, you, I think you might handle this like better or maybe differently. I don't know that I do, but like, I don't 
I don't want him to be swayed. I don't want my kids to see something on social media and think, oh, I have to have exactly that thing. Like, I don't want them to, um, I don't know, like be so easily persuaded into doing what someone else is doing. <laughs> so how do I fix that? You don't. They're human beings. <laughs> no, no, and no, that's, no, no. The... that's not what I want you to tell me. No, no, sorry, you don't. <laughs> you know, that's like me telling you not to want chocolate. Yeah, I can't tell you what you what you should want right. or or what your brain is going to respond to, right? I don't have control over your <laughs> desire stimulators, and nor right. do any of us have control over our children in that regard. Do you think it's like worth bringing up? Like my husband and I will say, Henry, you didn't you didn't want Adidas until you started watching Ninja, and now you want what he has, and then. You know, we'll say something like, you're going to see another YouTuber in a week from now that's going to be sponsored by Nike. And suddenly you're not going to want the Adidas stuff anymore. You're going to want the Nike stuff now. Like, we, we try to seem like, what do you want? Like, don't, you know, like. I, well, but I to know. some degree, I think, psychologically speaking, our desires are always going to be influenced. influenced. Sure. Yeah. The question is, where are you going to teach them to search for the influence? Right. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm going to suggest that you don't try to deny that they're influenced, but allow them to teach them how to um, find influence in really positive places. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's, I think, the part that we, with the entitlement piece, he, he specifically, because he's older, and so he, I think he's more susceptible to this than the other ones are for sure. But, um, you know, it's, he sees these YouTubers and he doesn't understand that they're millionaires mm -hmm. and they, I mean, they really are. Mm -hmm. And they have all of this stuff and he mm -hmm. thinks, well, my, my mom and dad, you know, they work, they can get me that stuff. Mm -hmm. And certainly we can get him some of that stuff, mm -hmm. but we're just, it's like very, very, um, it's really on our minds that we, we need to prevent this entitlement. Like I'm very nervous about So when my kids were young, they wanted Hollister jeans. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're my kid's age. So so Hollister jeans were like $90. Yeah. And my back-to-school budget, I had four kids. Right. I wasn't going to spend 90 bucks on a pair of jeans. I, I just couldn't do it. Right. And so what I said to them was, you each have $300. Now, that $300 has to get your backpack, your shoes, and all the clothes you want. Right. And so... They could decide how they wanted to spend that $300. If they wanted a pair of Hollister jeans, then I let them have a pair of Hollister jeans. Right. The entitlement doesn't come from having the, Holland, the Hollister jeans. The name brand stuff, right. It comes from having the Hollister jeans and the new backpack and the new shoes. And now you're up to $700 right. because nobody paid attention. Right. And they simply got whatever they wanted. You see, yeah. entitlement doesn't come from getting nice things that you plan for. No. Entitlement comes from not having any concept of how what you got came to be. Yeah. Or how it was earned. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. How it came we, to be. We try to tell our kids a lot, like, you know, they'll say, oh, you know what, where's dad? I'm like, oh, he's working late tonight. Well, why, you know, we want to go here. I'm like, well, he's working to earn money for our family so that we can buy the things that we need and the things that you want. And, you know, so we're, we try to make it clear that money just doesn't like show up mm -hmm. in the mail, you mm -hmm. know, for us. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it is hard. I think that's one of the hardest things that I we deal with, I guess, as parents, Dustin and I, yeah. And I think every parent struggles with this because we especially so when I was growing up, it was the late 60s and my parents had no money. As a matter of fact, our car got repossessed, our house got repossessed. <laughs> I remember I remember them coming <clears throat> to take our car and waving to it as it drove down the street. Aww. I know. And so we don't want um, our children to have those limiting experiences. Yeah. And yet, perhaps it's those limiting experiences that actually teach us what to value. Well, I, I think that's it. I definitely think that's it. And <clears throat> that's the that's the tricky thing to balance when you don't have, thankfully, right? You don't have like limiting experiences to that extent. Um, but finding ways to introduce them, I guess, you know, to, to give them boundaries. And um, I don't know, like we, we have, for instance, we have um, someone that cleans our house two times a month. And, you know, we, this is a choice that we've made with our money. We can afford it. I mean, we don't have cable television, but we do have someone come clean our house. Um, and Henry one time said something like, I said, Hey, you need to go clean your room. Susie's coming over. Like you need to get your stuff off the floor, take care of everything. He's like, yeah, she'll, she'll pick it up. And I was like, Oh no, she won't. (laughs) No, I'm like, uh, so it's just little stuff like that where you're just like, oh, man, I got to fix this and fix it now. Because we've all seen what entitled little brats look like, right? And it's scary. Nobody wants their kid to end up like that. <laughs> yeah. And I, honestly, I had somebody cleaning the house, too. Yeah. But I did not have her clean the kids' rooms. Yeah. And I did not have her clean the kids' bathrooms. Right. And if the girls wanted their bathroom cleaned, they had to pay her. Oh, I like that idea. You see, and again, it's... I was an adult. I was working. If I wanted my house clean, I could afford it. If they want their bedroom clean, (laughs) then they have to be able to afford it. And that was the idea. When when I went through a divorce, I really thought we needed something to look forward to. Yeah. So we were sitting at an Applebee's one day with the. I was sitting there with the three girls because my son was in college, and I said, "Okay, girls, what do you want to do?" Somebody said, "I want to go on a cruise." Somebody said, I want to go to Disney World. And the third girl said, let's go on a Disney cruise. Oh. So we went home and we all huddled together and we got online and we said, okay, well, a Disney cruise for four of us is going to cost $5,000. Right. I choked. (laughs) (laughs) And they got excited. And I said, well, we need to figure out a way to do this. Right. And at the time, I think I was paying the gal who cleans our house $100 a week. Okay. And I said, well, we can do this if we don't have somebody clean the house. We have to clean the house ourselves, yep. and we'll take that money, and we'll apply it to the Disney cruise. Yep. And they agreed. Okay. And then they realized that was a lot of work over a very long year. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they did it. And each time that they would complain, um, I would remind them that what this is what we were working for we put pictures of the cruise ship up on the wall yeah yeah and um vision board yeah we didn't create a big one but you know yeah. we had the cruise ship there and they asked for disney money for their birthdays that year and for christmas and 
sometimes I would find it hard to motivate them. So we'd get up on Saturday morning and I would set the kitchen timer for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'd say, okay, all of us are going to work really hard for 30 minutes. And honestly, the majority of everything we wanted done got done in 30 minutes. And they started to learn that it really wasn't that big of a deal to run the vacuum cleaner for 15 minutes or to pick up a dust rag. Right. And it worked really well. A year later, we went on a Disney cruise. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that's, they didn't get entitled because they didn't just get it. Yeah. So here's here's a, a deep question. Sure. Obviously, I think entitlement is like rampant it is. in our culture mm-hmm. today. Uh, and you probably see tons of that in your practice. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we get here? We got here for the, I, I really think for the reason that <clears throat> we talked about earlier, that I certainly didn't want to see my kids be embarrassed because somebody um, repossessed their car. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to go through the pain that I felt when I wore goodwill clothes to school, right? So, because I didn't want to experience that. I didn't want the discomfort. Yeah. I eliminated that challenge from my children's lives. Yeah. And we talked about this last week or the week before in that, when we attempt to remove pain from our children's lives, we are removing the lesson that that pain taught. Right. Yep. So really what we have is a generation of people who just simply didn't have a lesson to learn. Yeah. They don't understand the pain. And that's what entitlement is, right? It's an absence of the empathy that was produced from the pain of not having or the pain of wanting or yeah and for me with certain things not with everything I mean there you know Henry will say like because I know he's getting to age where like kids notice the clothing that you're wearing more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he'll say you know he wants this jacket and I'm I'm so tempted to get it for him because I know the feeling of like not having like the quote-unquote cool thing um but and sometimes I give in, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. I give in. And I think sometimes you should give in <laughs> a little bit anyway. But um, like with the phone thing, he wants a phone really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I am not giving a fifth grader a phone. Mm-hmm. I don't care if like it was raining phones outside. I would not give him one mm-hmm. because I I so desperately don't want him to um, live his life without that pain. I mean, as hard as it sounds i mean i I do i want him to not have everything Mm -hmm. well see you're just picking and choosing so some people would say um well i'm giving him the phone but he's not getting the adidas (laughs) right you know and it's and it's up to everybody individually to, to choose those priorities it's when we don't prioritize and we don't teach kids that they do have to choose that i think we're causing the entitlement you know we did something else that I think really capped maybe the entitlement that my kids experience. And that is that at Christmas, one year, and this, I think Frank was probably nine and Sarah was a baby. Mm-hmm. And our tradition was to open gifts and then go to his parents. And 
by the time it was ready to, we were ready to leave, or it was time to leave, we still hadn't finished opening the gifts. Isair was getting hungry and tired. She needed a nap. I mean, it was just, we kind of looked at each other going, there are so many presents for these two kids that we can't be finished by the by noon Yeah, for crying out loud. And then I heard, I'm going to give credit to Kathy Lee Gifford, who's, <laughs> you know, almost, she's older than me, thankfully, but <laughs> I don't even know people who are listening know who she is. But she was, okay. at, she was on television and she said one time that her children, now she's a very wealthy woman. She was married mm-hmm. to Frank Gifford, right? T- football star. Um, she said her children got three gifts at Christmas because baby Jesus got three gifts and her children were no more special than baby <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I love that. And I thought that was ideal, really. Yeah, yeah. So Santa never brought more than three gifts per kid. Yeah. Um, that's not completely true. Every year he would buy one big gift that had all that was for everybody. Yeah. Group. It was kind of the fa- a family gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Christmas, they never got slippers, bathrobes, pajamas, underwear, <laughs> because those aren't gifts, at least not in my opinion. Yeah, those are necessities. They're necessities. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was going to buy those whether they it was Christmas or not. Right. 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 And I think that that also taught our children that those things we couldn't afford necessarily or that were above and beyond our means, Mm -hmm. those were very special things. So when Uggs came out, for example, Mm -hmm. they got Uggs for Christmas, but I wasn't going to buy the mugs, again, at 150 bucks a pop (laughs) per kid. And you have three girls. Right. You know, it's... um, that was five hundred dollars yeah. that I was going to go spend at the beginning of the school year. And it just wasn't going to be the case. Yeah. Same with North Face jackets. You know, those were Christmas presents because right. they were super expensive. Right. They never went on sale. Those were the things you just you couldn't buy at a bargain. Isn't that funny though about the Christmas thing? How you're saying like the necessities? I saw something. Uh, it was so funny. It's like you know around Christmas time, like you tell your parents like you need more toothpaste. So they're like, well, you better ask for it for Christmas. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there's this tendency just to say, and I do this too all the time. I'm like, well, Christmas is coming, <laughs> not with toothpaste, but you know with other things. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember one of my daughters saying to me. Um, now I know Santa Claus is real because you would never have done this. Yeah. Santa bought some slime for my daughter last year and I personally despise slime and she had a very similar reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, because it's special, right? right? And without really teaching that piece of, about being special, I don't think that, I just think we're robbing our kids of. Yeah. And for me, the entitlement thing, like the the reason why I think it's so prevalent in my mind and that I'm so worried about it, I guess, is because I'm not raising kids. I'm raising adults. Mm-hmm. Like these, you know, these lessons and these things that they learn are how they're going to be as adults, mm-hmm. most likely, you know, this is going to shape their adulthood. And that is scarier than kids, mm-hmm. you know, because kids are just mm-hmm. small, small kids, small problems, right? Right. Well, you know, and truly as an adult... You walk into a car dealership and you want a um, a Lexus. Right. Do you get it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Henry Henry currently thinks that um, my husband should buy a Tesla. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I I mean, the reality is, is that 
as adults, we have to make choices. Right. Just because we want the $500,000 house doesn't mean we're going to live in the $5,000 house. $500,000 right. house. <laughs> Just because we want to drive a Lexus or a Tesla doesn't mean we, we can afford to do that. Yeah. Um, I would like to take the next month off and travel through Europe. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not how life works. Right. And when we don't teach our children that, like you say, this the disappointments when they're six are much easier to cope with while they're at home in the comfort of our yeah. um, of the family unit than they are when they're 26 and they realize that they're not just going to walk into the drop job of their dreams yeah. or the apartment that's on the 53rd floor. I read something recently, and I really hope that this is not true, um, just internet fodder, but I read something where a woman had to call off her wedding because she was charging her guests $1,500 to attend her wedding because she wanted to live like a Kardashian for a day with her wedding. And when, like everything fell apart because like obviously nobody in their right mind is going to pay $1,500 to come to the wedding. And the bride was like, I don't understand. $1,500 is not that much money. You know, I specifically asked for cash instead of, you know, gifts. And I don't know why people weren't doing this. And ca completely called off her entire wedding, didn't marry this guy because... So that's entitlement. That it, yeah, yeah. I really hope that's not true. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, to be honest, and, I, and it's sad that we even have to say that. But I, it would not surprise me. Yeah. Um, Crazy. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> I... Talk about weddings and money. My my daughter's engaged. <clears throat> she may I don't think she listens, so maybe I'm safe <laughs> to talk about this. <clears throat> but she so she's engaged and um they have to pay for their own wedding. I, I haven't I didn't I never saved um a wedding fund. Right. But I did tell her, I said, listen, I wrote this book. And if you help me market the book, I will give you all of the proceeds. Oh, yeah. You know? So I said, let's sell a thousand copies of the book and you can have the money. It'll be several thousand dollars. Right. And you can have the money for your wedding. And she said, okay. That's great. And I think, you know, that's not, I'm not giving her, I'm not just giving her. I'm saying, look, you got to put in, if you want something, right. you got to put in a little bit of effort. Yeah. And that is the opposite of entitlement. Yeah, working for it. Working for it. And even if it's, you know, what is she going to do but share things on social media and just kind of have conversations? Hey, my mom wrote a book. Right. You know, if you want to buy it, you can get it on Amazon, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to help me because I, I'm yeah. going to get the proceeds. Now, is she really doing a shit ton of work? <laughs> no. no. Right. But she's... She's doing something sure. for the money. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's the key. Right. Do something for the money. Yeah. And even if you can't, like, give money, kids should still do work. <laughs> well, I agree. But see, yeah. so maybe that's another piece of the entitlement, right? And we talked about this already, that when you're a part of a team, you yes. have to do some work. When you're a right. part of the family, our kids never got an allowance for we never got just an allowance right right you don't get maybe that's part of the problem maybe that's yeah. why we have a generation oh here's twenty dollars for existing this week yeah no <laughs> <laughs> now because what happens is you think 
and oh my gosh, I hear this all the time. Here's your chores, do your chores. Well, I didn't do my chores, but I really need gas money. And mom or dad are, are tired. They yeah. don't have the energy. Right. And they're like, okay, fine, here's 20 bucks. Right. And what I want everybody to really understand is that it starts and stops with you. Yeah. And we all need to think about it. That's actually the try this at home this week to really yeah. understand that if if we're attempting to teach responsibility, we have to put out the energy as parents. And we're tired. It and it's a pain in the butt. It is a pain in the butt. Yeah. There's, I mean, they wear us down. You know? Yes, they do. <laughs> Just keep coming at you. They do, you know, and it's our own fault because we, you know, we probably, we teach them that when we're, when they're little, we think, oh, let's take them outside and wear them out so they sleep. <laughs> And the same philosophy just gets thrown back at us in karma. Right, know? right. Hey, let's wear mom and dad down so that they end up caving in. Yeah, that's so funny. It's so just sadly true. It is sadly true. It's, I'm telling you, karma exists, people. This is perfect evidence. But it starts and stops with us. And we have to be willing to see that we're to accept responsibility for not making the effort or not following through or not being consistent. Yeah. If yeah. I give my kids something for nothing, I am teaching them that they get something for nothing over and over. Period. Yeah. yeah. And I and I hear this a lot with um obviously I know a lot of other small business owners um in our community. Mm-hmm. And I hear this a lot. There's this generation coming up where it's really difficult to find employees that'll actually work mm-hmm. because they just sit around on their phone mm-hmm. and collect a paycheck and like, man, that's sad. <laughs> but that's, again, that's what we teach them if we right. give them an allowance and we don't follow through on the commitment to do the chores. Right. Or for me, I I tell them, like, with this new, you know, system that we're going to implement here, um, you st- if I ask you to do something, you still have to do it. I'm still your parent. You don't always get money for everything I yeah, asked yeah, you yeah. to do. Yeah. Like, because like you said, they're part of the family. Yeah. And kids need and like having responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally true. And and I didn't mean to imply that an allowance was always the way to go. But no, if no. you're going to do that, yeah. you have to at least follow through. Well, consistency across the board. Yeah, whatever system you choose, however you choose to implement it, just That's needs right. to be consistent. And to be, and I actually think we're going to talk about this next week, but as a psychology professional, what I teach and what all the books say is that it doesn't really matter what the rules are that's not what teaches or that's not the key. The key is whatever the rules are, consistency right. in, what's the word I want? In Upholding um, them? Up, yeah. In upholding them. Right. That's the key. Yeah. And so that's really it. As a reminder, the um, try this at home this week is making sure that we take a good hard look in the mirror and take responsibility for following through with our kids. If we're talking about entitlement, we don't want to allow for entitlement. Then it's super important to just take responsibility and follow through. Yeah. So as uh, always, we are super glad that you took the time to listen. That is our discussion for today. Now, next week we're going to be talking about discipline. And so we'll probably have this, a similar Uh, concept here. We hope that you'll join us. 
If you have any questions or comments, please reach out on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast there or wherever you normally listen to your podcast. If you're inclined and you're an Apple podcast listener, we would love an Apple review. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.